Hello and welcome to the Leading the Line podcast. I'm your host Chris. Um, I hope you're all doing well and we are back with another episode where we get to know a familiar face from the world of Scottish women's football. Um, today I'm joined by a player who made a Republic of Ireland debut in October last year and has just been called up to the latest squad for a key Euro qualifier against Ukraine but she'll be most recognisable to SWPL fans in a Celtic shirt. Uh, today I'm very happy to have Kiva Keenan to chat to. Um, how are you doing Kiva? Yeah, yeah, I'm not too bad. Thanks for having me on. No, no problem at all. I nearly made a mess of that second introduction that I've just had to do there at the end as well. So <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a good start. It's a good start. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for coming on. Um, weird times we're living at the moment. How's the, how's the last wee while been for you? Uh, yeah, it's, it's not been easy. Um, trying to keep yourself kind of taken over and keep yourself motivated and stuff like that when nothing's really guaranteed, nothing's kind of actually in place. You don't have a, a date to kind of walk towards and stuff like that. Obviously, towards the end there, we did coming out of lockdown and stuff. But during, in the midst of it all, it was it was kind of hard to keep yourself motivated and keep yourself going. We, well, actually, knowing when you're kind of getting going, do you know what I mean? But look, we're here. We got there in the end and now the league kicks off next week. So thank God. Um, I, I assume you're really excited about it. In terms of the last, did you get back to Ireland? What was your situation? Were you in Glasgow the whole time or were you able to get back? Yeah, so um, we kind of started shutting down in March, I think it was, and um, I had heard from Celtic that we were going to take kind of a couple of weeks or whatever off. So I had left Glasgow on the 17th of March and I went home then and I only came back to Glasgow then the start of start of September, end of August, start of September kind of. So I got a, I got a good stint back home, which was really good, you know what I mean? No, that, that will be good because I, I know that for a few people who don't live necessarily where they've grown up, it can be a challenge. That was a particularly challenging few months. And we are talking just now in the midst of like in a mini version of this. Um, yeah. So hopefully that's not something that continues. But we are here not to dwell on that because I think there's been lots of people talking about that. But we're here to talk about you and your <laughs> career. Um, so let's let's go back to Ireland. Um, what's your kind of first memories kicking a, kicking a ball about? Uh, it's... I goes back a good while. Um, I've I think I've been playing maybe since I'm about three or four. Me and Ma had to used to have have to wrestle me into anything that wasn't a football strip. I used to get bribed into throwing on a pair of jeans or a dress or whatever that anything that wasn't a Liverpool jersey or a Celtic jersey when I was younger. I wasn't interested in it. Um, and then like that, my dad. And my nanny are actual, my nanny's quite a big football fan and she was quite a good player when she was younger as well. So I was always kind of out in the garden with them and my auntie and stuff like that, kicking the ball about from very young. And then I eventually found a football team that was, because I was quite a small, I was really small, really skinny, looked like a bag of bones kind of yeah. thing. So no boys teams would have a look at me. They were like, she'd be blown away kind of thing, do you know what I mean? And there was no real girls teams around for me. So I eventually ended up finding a, a boys team that would take me on then when I was I was eight or nine, I think, when I eventually found a, a boys football team up in, in Finglas, where back where I'm from, place in Dublin. Yeah. So it was a boys football team up there called Wefter that I eventually started playing for then when I was about eight or nine. Um see so when you were growing up, obviously in Ireland soccer, let's call it soccer, because football in Ireland is obviously the Gaelic. Um so when <laughs> yeah. you were growing up, were, were you were you unusual in the fact that football was your kind of main aim? Because obviously you've got the Gaelic football, you've got hurling. What was it like growing up? Do you have all those options when you're kind of going through school? Yeah, so I'd, um, 
I'd have played quite a lot of sports in school. I played basketball, I played Gaelic, netball. I played anything really that get me out of class for a little while. Um, and I played Gaelic then outside of school for about a year maybe. But I was more I was more interested in football kind of always. You know what I mean? Anything, even instead of going to Gaelic training, I was out on the out on the road with football. Do you know what I mean? So. I was never really overly interested in anything that wasn't football, do you know what I mean? But I did get to, I got to try my hand in pretty much most sports, but it was football that I fell in love with. Which uh, is obviously working out very well for you at the moment, which is, is good. To, yeah, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've obviously mentioned you started that boys club. It's a question I ask all the time because I think it's, at the moment, very fortunate because we're now seeing a lot more youth, uh, female and girls clubs at the moment. But for a lot of players like yourself, that early stages were coming through a boys club. How did that feel for you? Did it feel weird? Was it a bit of a challenge? How was it? Uh, see, when I before I actually joined a football team, I that I was, I was out, like I said, out on the road playing football and all of my pals when I was younger were all boys. And I have an older brother, a couple of years older than me. So if I wasn't playing with my pals, I was out playing with his pals and they're all... Big, a lot, they're a couple of years older than me, but they would have been big boys, you know what I mean? So I think even before I signed for a boys team, I was used to kind of playing football with the boys, you know what I mean? So it kind of felt normal enough to me, you know what I mean? And I feel like it kind of helped me to kind of get that, become more physical and kind of put myself about a little bit more, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So from your boys club, you then, is it right, you moved to Shelburne first, is that right? In terms of no, so I first started with the I was with the boys team uh, when I was eight or nine. I can't remember what age I actually was, and then at the age of fourteen, I think it is, you have to leave boys football and go to and you have to play female football then. Oh. And I signed for the so it was boys the boys left the club I played for, and then I just signed for the girls left oh, it instead, and I was with them then for a year two two years I was with them for. And then from there, I signed for Shelbourne. Um, what was that? Because obviously, kind of moving from that boys to girls, did you feel that you benefited from playing boys club? Or because everybody at that age had played boys club already, it just felt different because you were now playing solely with, with uh, female players? There was a couple of us that played for the boys team. There was three of us that played for the boys team. And I feel like you could maybe tell that we had played for a boys team before playing girls football, do you know what I mean? So maybe, but I, I, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Nah, I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't know either, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> playing, playing for Shelburne then, um, obviously that means, I take it at that point you took the step up, but I know you also played for Raheny United uh, in the Women's National League, as it is in Ireland. What, what, how would you compare the standard for anybody who maybe doesn't know about the, the league in Ireland and comparing it with Scotland, for example? Yeah, um, it's the standard over there is, it's good, you know what I mean? Like it was... It was the step up, so I first signed for Shelbourne's like senior team, kind of not national league, and then I went to Rohini's national league team, and then Rohini and Shelbourne merged together, so it was back with Shells then, and I think the step from senior football to national league football is it's quite a step, do you know what I mean? Like it's, I played Champions League and stuff like that with Rohini, and there was some well-known female footballers that I was playing with, the likes of like. Katie McKay of Clear Shine, they were all at Rohini when I had went. And it's it's big names and it's yeah, you're only a kid coming into the squad, you know what I mean? So it's quite it's quite not intimidating because the girls were lovely and they were very helpful for me and stuff like that, you know what I mean? But it can be quite overwhelming and stuff 
making the step up. But the the National League over there, it's come on leaps and bounds in the last few years. It's gotten a lot more competitive. It's not a, a one-horse race as such anymore. There's quite a few teams that are kind of battling. There's maybe, yeah, it's quite a few teams that I don't want to say yet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there's, um, there's quite a few teams now battling, like, for top of the table. And obviously, Champions League is up for grabs and stuff like that. So you have something to kind of work towards to make you want to win the league and stuff like that, you know what I mean? So it's it's come on quite a lot in the past few years, thankfully. Which is good. Um, I, th- I think I, we'll talk about the national team in a bit as well, because obviously I think that the national side's come on quite a lot in the last few years as well, much like Scotland. So let's talk about how you moved over to Scotland um, and obviously signing for Glasgow City. How how did that come about as a move for you? Um, it actually came about because two of the girls I played for Glasgow City already, Savannah McCarthy and Claire Shine. They had, I think Scott had just kind of asked them if they know any fullbacks, rightbacks, and Sav had, they had both obviously mentioned my name. So Sav had rang me then after training one night and just asked if it was okay to kind of pass my number over and guess Scott to give me a ring and stuff. So I was obviously buzzing for that, you know what I mean? That alone, I was like, yeah, of course. And he ended up giving me a ring then. And I flew out to Glasgow a couple of days later for a, kind of a few trials and stuff like that. I was on trial kind of that week. And then I got to play against Aberdeen as a trialist before moving. And I had came home then and Scott ended up giving me a buzz and asking me to to go and sign a contract with them. Siding for Glasgow City, I mean, is that a name that translates beyond Scotland for for players, especially like from the other countries around about the UK? Was that a big deal um, when you kind of found out that that was a possibility? Yeah, kind of. So like... But just before I moved over, Denise O'Sullivan had just gotten a big move out of out of Scotland, away from Glasgow City, do you know what I mean? Um, and then obviously there was two other Irish already here. And they had told me about how good it was at Glasgow City and how successful they were and stuff like that. So there was quite a big kind of name about Glasgow City and quite a buzz about it, do you know what I mean? So I was buzzing obviously with, with even just a trial or whatever, whenever mine is getting offered a contract or whatever, do you know what I mean? You spent a couple of seasons there. Um, do you have any particular favourite memories from your time at City before you kind of made the move? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it was good. We obviously got to play Champions League, stuff like that. And then I got two league medals with Glasgow City, 2000, the end of 2016 and the end of 2017. We won the league both years then. So it's obviously, it's big things, you know what I mean? Glasgow City are, are the team to be, even still. 14 years on and they're still doing things like that, you know what I mean? It's it's outstanding and it's something that you obviously have to give a bit of praise to and it's something that we're obviously, I'm obviously working towards stopping now with, with Celtic. Yeah, let's let's talk about Celtic because you moved to Celtic in 2018. Um, you already mentioned earlier on that you were a youngster that would occasionally wear a Celtic top. So how did that, is that part of your influence in you in terms of when the option came up to make the move? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was. I've. It's kind of a an Irish thing, I think, to be a Celtic fan as well as whatever your other club is. Um, so as like that, as a youngster, I was kind of kicking about in either a Liverpool top or a Celtic top. Do you know what I mean? So it was quite a, a quite a big thing then to obviously kind of get a move to Celtic and say that that's who you're playing with and stuff. Do you know what I mean? 
Do you think it's important now um, that the, as the profile gets raised for clubs like Celtic and Rangers and, and the other teams uh, in Scotland, that players like yourself are able to now kind of be used as almost like role models for young players who maybe, like for yourself growing up, would you have known about Celtic women's team uh, growing up? Or was it a case of you kind of didn't really know about it, but when you found out about it, you're like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, so as a as a youngster, I wouldn't, even only up until really recently, I wouldn't have known much about female football at all. Um, because it obviously wasn't broadcasted quite a lot. I just had no interest in it. I didn't know much about it. It wasn't anything that was that kind of caught me eye and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Um, I'm a big Liverpool fan and I would have watched Celtic then as well, do you know what I mean? So <clears throat> it was kind of only that that I'd have really watched and paid attention to when I was younger. But obviously as the years are going on, you start to there's a lot more publicity and stuff like that around female football. So you get to kind of see oh, they, they, that team has a female team as well kind of thing, do you know what I mean? And you kind of keep your eye out, then you get to know other female footballers and, you know, like your pals with them, then your pals are moving down to play for big clubs down south and that kind of thing, do you know what I mean? So it's kind of when it comes out, the more publicity it's getting, the more I'm kind of, you kind of pay attention to it and stuff. So obviously coming over, then you hear, you, you only really see it then, it's like, oh, Celtic have a female team, so so the Rangers and not that kind of thing. So kind of since then, yeah, it's it would have been kind of in my oil line to to get it to get a move, do you know what I mean? Who who are your kind of football and idols growing up? Um, doesn't this doesn't this have to be a women's player? Because as we just talked about, they weren't necessarily easy to find uh, for a long time. But um, who did you kind of look up look up to, kind of inspiration wise? As as a big a big Liverpool fan when I was younger, um. Obviously, yeah, go to is Steven Gerrard. You know what I mean? He's he was a phenomenal player, but it'd be between him and Jamie Carragher. I, I really enjoy. I really liked watching Jamie Carragher when I was younger as well. He's yeah, typical no nonsense defender. So it'd be a toss of a coin between the two of them. Thinking about last season now, obviously, I think it's probably fair to say that um, coverage is still growing for women's football in Scotland, but it seems to be getting a little bit bigger. How how did you say Celtic season last season? Obviously breaking Glasgow City's 72-game unbeaten streak towards the back end of yes. the season um, and kind of getting a bit closer to the top of the table. Um, how, yeah, how do you feel like the last season went? Yeah, um, our points at the end of 2019 was so much better compared to the ones 2018 or even previously, do you know what I mean? Like it's, we matched hips, did we? Or were we a couple of points off hips? I think I uh, think you matched. I think it may have been goal difference in the end of the season, if I remember. Yeah, right. I think it was. Okay, so we'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. So we matched, we obviously matched Hibs on um on points, but it was the goal difference then obviously done us out of it. And then like you got you do things like you break obviously City's amazing run that they've had, and you do it you beat them four two. Obviously they had just come off the back of the Champions League, so it's. That was unfortunate for, for them, but it is things like that that you have to take advantage of when you can. And it's a 40 win that it like it's an impressive scoreline against a team like Glasgow City, do you know what I mean? So you do things like that, but you still come up short and it's still kind of, you're still looking at the table and you're still sitting toward. So it's, it's still disappointing, do you know what I mean? Considering how well we did do and and how much better we don't we finished and how much better we done that season, it's 
it's still disappointing to see ourselves still sitting in third place, you know what I mean? So we're kind of hoping just to push on from that and and do a little bit better this season. I can confirm that it was in goal difference that you finished in third place. I just checked it there. So we, 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 got, we got there in the end, which is good. Um, obviously, the start of the season as well, there was kind of a season, but not really because it kind of got voided, but obviously another victory against Glasgow City. But in terms of... Um, you yourself personally, um, Celtic obviously announced that pro contracts were going to be offered to players and you were one of those to pick them up. How how did that feel? I can imagine it was um, a bit of a buzz. Yeah, it was it was massive. Um, I was actually in camp in November when I found out that like when they had offered it to me kind of so it was a bit of a, a bit of a big week for me all together kind of, do you know what I mean? It was I was playing against playing for my country as well as get, getting offered it my first kind of pro contract you know what I mean so it was it was quite a big a big thing you know what I mean and obviously you hold I hold it quite close to me heart as it is so to be a professional footballer for a club that a club like that it's it's huge you know what I mean and um it was it was a massive a massive deal but it I never actually felt like it kind of kicked in at the start of the season. Obviously, I was I've been out quite a while due to a, a bad hip injury, so it never really felt like I had kind of gotten going. And I was kind of just watching from the sideline. And there's only certain times that you can. There's only a certain amount of actual training sessions you can go and watch and put yourself through. You know what I mean? When you're when you're not even allowed to kick a ball. Like I was going to the gym and. Half the time, my program was lasting half an hour, 40 minutes, and yeah, just left kind of standing there. And it's a bit of a kick in the teeth, you know what I mean? So it's been good kind of this time around. It, feel, it feels real now, and it feels like it's it's finally gotten going. In terms of that change from obviously doing it as an, an amateur, essentially, or part-time, depending on what you were on, to going full-time, how have you felt that now you've been able to kind of get back into it properly? Have you, how have you found the, the transition to that kind of that contract status that you've got now? Yeah, it's it's not been that bad actually. It's like it's there's not much kind of difference. You're obviously trying a little bit more, but it's um it's enjoyable. It's see, it's I enjoy football, so it's it's enjoyable, do you know what I mean? I, I'm I'm enjoying it so far, so cool. Um start of this season as well. When I say start of this season, I mean start of the year, but it's now this season. You've got <laughs> You've got a new coach in Fran Alonso. Um, obviously, he came in at the start of this year, uh, up from Lewis. Um, how's it been working with Fran? Obviously, he's had a chance to kind of work with you for a wee bit of time, and then we had the big shutdown, and it's kind of now a case of been coming back. And has it been like a bit of a reset, or has it been a continuation from the start of the year? Um, it's I, I don't know. Like it's obviously Fran came in, and we had we had a really good preseason, and we were kind of on a good run of games and stuff like that. So it was. It was it was going really well for us at the start, kind of up this year before everything kind of got locked down and shut down and stuff like that. So I feel we just kind of came back in, the same kind of mindset. You're still looking to go and you're still looking to beat your city Rangers, Hibs, the teams that kind of caused wouldn't knock points off you in previous years, and then you're looking to continue to kind of continue off what we were doing just before the break. So it's kind of just been a it has just kind of continued on for us, you know what I mean? Just it's a little bit more, a little bit safer this time around. It's a little bit safer, yeah. Uh, hopefully it continues to be that way. Everybody, so many fingers across, it's unreal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
but uh, in terms of obviously, there's been some you're signing's coming into the squad as well, even from that um, from the end of down until now. Um, how has it been kind of having new teammates in the squad? Obviously, you had a little intake. I don't know, for example, Anita came in in January, went back to Madrid, ended up on the bench at the Champions League, and is now back. Um, how's it? How's the kind of new signing settling in? Is it? Does it feel like a stronger squad than it was even at the start of the year? Yeah, um, the new signs have been doing great for us. You know what I mean? They've they've settled in really well, and they will be big additions for us. It's it's bringing the squad obviously from strength to strength. Um, and we've, I don't think we've lost any players either. So we've kept quite a strong squad. And then obviously just adding players like your Anita, who has Champions League experience with Atletico. It's, uh, signings like that are, are, are big for us and they'll, they'll help us going forward. Um, in terms of going forward, your opening game of the season is against Glasgow City. So kind of replay of the game at the start of this year, though the venues are switched. Um, be on telly as well. Pretty sure it's on BBC Alba this one. Mm-hmm. What's what's your kind of mindset? And we've kind of talked about it this season's about getting those points off those teams that also we want to try and get points off you. And um, what's your kind of mindset going into the season? Yeah, it's the it's the same kind of as as any other season. Do you know what I mean? You, you get your head down, you walk hard, and and do what you can. Um, we've got we've got a strong squad, and we know obviously how City play, and we'll have analysis and stuff like that on them and see like realistically all we can do is it's 11 v 11 do you know what I mean it's it's go out and take points off them before they take points off you kind of thing do you know what I mean um let's talk about international football then because you've recently been called up for as I said at the start for the qualifier against Ukraine which is a team you made your debut against as well is that right it was yeah playing at home um so playing them again um how's how's European qualifying been going for for Ireland so far Oh, it's been it's been really well, yeah. Um, we've I think we're we're sitting quite well in the table at the moment. Obviously, we we took a, a loss against Germany in. Um, we took a we got beat against Germany the three weeks ago, whatever it was in uh, September. But it's it's playing teams like that will only make you better. Do you know what I mean? Like it was watching. Obviously, I was on the bench so it was see watching a team like them play it's it's frightening they're frighteningly good so it's playing teams like that is where you get you only get better and better do you know what I mean so it's playing teams like that is good for you Um, but then we played like I've only played Ukraine and Greece uh, yeah Ukraine sorry and Greece at the moment and the Greece game was quite disappointing we conceded quite late on and it's obviously not ideal for us but I think we're sitting quite well and we're we're still hopeful, do you know what I mean? It's, it could still, qualifying is still on the table for us at the moment, thankfully. Yeah, um, I'd say, I think Ukraine games 23rd of October, remember rightly. Thinking back, is, to, your, yeah. thinking back to when you got your call for your debut, I mean, how, 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 how we've already talked about signing for one of your boy, boy boyhood, that's definitely not right, <laughs> signing, signing for one of your girlhood, you know, like girlhood teams. Um, what was it like getting the call up for Republic of Ireland? See, getting the call up, it was, uh, Jesus Christ, I don't even have to put it into words, actually, it's... Did you did you know it was coming? Did you have No, that? no. I, yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all. Um, I had been called into the into Play America in a friendly in August, the very start of August, I think it was the tour that they played America, and I was called into that, but I had broken my wrist in June. 
So I was in a cast still when they were going to America and I wasn't allowed to fly then. Obviously I wasn't allowed to play with a cast on and stuff like that. So I had to, I was left out then obviously of that, which was, it was gutting, do you know what I mean? It was obviously, it was only a friendly, but it's still pulling on the jersey and it's playing against one of the best teams in the world. So it was, it was absolutely gutting to have missed that. I felt like I had kind of missed my opportunity then, do you know what I mean? I did, I was like, it, I was like, it could come again, but only if you're lucky kind of thing, do you know what I mean? And then I had gotten the show for the Ukraine camp and it was nothing like it. Like it's, it's, it's obviously been a dream. I played underage all my, like all my career underage, under 17, 15, 16, 17, 19s. So it was like I had done it underage, but it's always been a dream to kind of get a, get into squads and be capped at a senior level, you know what I mean? So it was, it was a dream come true. Was it something that all your family were able to get involved in when it when it happened as well? Yeah, I had all my family and friends up in in Tallah Stadium on on the Tuesday night. I think it was Tuesday, yeah Tuesday night. I think it was that the game was on. So I had my family had the the stadium packed out nearly at that stage. Does it like I can I can't. I can't really quantify it myself, but see when you obviously kind of take the field, you sing the national anthem, you see your, do you see your family in the stand when something like that happens or is everything just a bit of a, bit of a blur or are you just so focused on the game? Um, see, the moment for me that kind of sent shivers down my spine was when we were, we were setting out to come through the tunnel and you're kind of lined up side by side whatever it is in the in the tunnel to walk out onto the pitch and it was a we had sold out Tallah Stadium for that game I'm sure so it was quite a lot of fans in the stadium and you can just hear all of these different kinds of roars and screams and shouts for it for us obviously do you know what I mean and see when you're listening to that and so it's your debut game and that's kind of what you're you're listening to in the stands like I obviously would have only been used to it at underage when there's couple of hundred maybe at, at a push yeah. in the in the stands or whatever do you know what I mean so when you're listening to that kind of roar standing in a tunnel waiting to go out and, and play for your country it's I, I don't think there's any feeling like it do you know what I mean does it does it get quite addictive as well when you kind of get that moment it's like does it drive you on to then go this is something I want to keep coming back to yeah it's a rush of adrenaline and it's it's a feeling that you never forget if it, you never get tired of like it's it's obviously I had it I didn't start the Greece game and I had came on that it that was away as well so there wasn't obviously as many Irish there but it's it's just even that just the feeling of representing your country it's it's a feeling that you you don't really forget you know what I mean and it is something that you you never get tired of you've obviously mentioned some of your international teammates like so Denise O'Sullivan Kate McCabe uh, Risha Littlejohn as well. There's, there is a really strong crop of Irish players coming through at the moment. Um, I know we've touched on it already, but how do you feel about these kind of coming coming games in the qualifiers? Obviously, everything's a little bit squashed at the moment, so it's all kind of came, coming thick and fast. Do you enjoy that? Is it something you, you're looking forward to, that kind of game after game after game that we're probably going to have to go through for a wee while? Yeah, yeah, it's, it is something I'm looking forward to, do you know what I mean? Um, it's, I think the girls are all quite excited for it as well, kind of to 
because you obviously want to qualify and stuff like that. So we're looking forward to kind of doing what we can and, and hoping for qualification and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's let's wrap things up with kind of what's what's your kind of plans for the future? What's what's kind of have you got anything in mind? Are you taking it as you come? What what's your kind of ambitions kind of going forward? Yeah, yeah. No, you ju- just taking it as it comes, really. Do you know what I mean? Um, obviously, we'd be as with Celtic, we're hoping for for some silverware this year. Um, but that's the same as always. Do you know what I mean? You always want to kind of you, you want something to come home with. But we're looking to kind of do better again this season points wise table wise the whole lot and and hopefully kind of come out with a little bit of silverware but yeah just taking a kind of day by day at this stage and game by game and see what happens perfect that sounds good um kiva thanks very much for coming on the podcast it's really appreciated no worries thanks very much for listening uh go like it share it subscribe to the podcast and all the usual channels if you're listening to it you've done it already which is class And if you haven't, tell everybody else about it. It'd be really good. But until next time, thanks very much for listening. Stay safe and speak again soon.